Try to imagine all life as you know it stopping instantaneously and every molecule in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total photonic reversal. Photonic reversal. With your hosts, Conan Neutron and Brenna Betts. Coming to you from the heart of the historically hipster mission. A gigantic middle finger to everything that is rotten about music, rock and roll, and corporate power. I'm, I'm from the South. Nice. I'm a Southern Belle. Confidence of a hero or a fool. I wasn't exactly certain which. I'm known for many things and strong invectives are one of them. Conan, you have a lot going on right now. It means something. Well, we all deserve to be recognized. See anything wrong with, you know, being into the stuff you're into. 150 people with a massive crowd, you know. We'll sing you a song. He may be led astray. Meatloaf has a Christmas album. What an excellent professional segue that was. Well, I'm very curious about Math Rock. You know, I kind of know the sound man for Rob Zombie. I'm presenting you the illusion of choice. We will impress you later. Yeah, it's a very good question, and I like it because it's at the beginning, middle, and the end. Could not be more professional. Get you pumped up. We have answers. I just want to bring something up that I noticed via postings on the internet. That's like a science thing, right? That's the stuff, right? Yeah, baby. You're here. Welcome to the one and only Protonic Reversal. Protonic Reversal. Could not be more professional. We welcome you to it. Got a great show for you. We're going to be talking to Mr. Josh Newton yet again. This is Josh's second time on Protonic Reversal, second part, if you will. Hopefully this time he will not be having you go on stage immediately and play a show. What? As he did last time. But uh, we got a bunch of stuff more to get to with him. Looking forward to talking to that fine gentleman. Looking forward to getting into it. This should be a good time. Right here on Radio Note, Protonic Reversal. So uh, let's do this. Let's go ahead and start off with a... Start off with a song. Let's, uh, let's, hear, let's hear something from Shiner. This is Josh's band that is broken up, but a little less broken up than it uh, than it was before. 
Anyway, this is Play Dead. This is Play Dead by Shiner.
That's right. That's Generalissimo, the uniform-laden Oakland noise rock band. It is one part Devo, one part Melbourne's, one part Korean games. As in the, you know, not like games that Kim, Kim Jong-un is playing, like Canasta, <laughs> but like the the Korean games. Well, hello, Brenna. Um, hello. Welcome to the show. Glad you can make well, it. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it was. We <laughs> <laughs> were there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I know. Life is crazy. <laughs> Ended up in the wrong neighborhood. Fortunately, my neighbor. <laughs> a little delayed reaction. <laughs> what? Uh, you ended what? up in the wrong neighborhood. Yes. Please I, tell me about that. <laughs> uh, well, I forgot to bring my bike, as I had said that I would last week, because I've been not biking lately. And then, you know, right. since I didn't want to ask you for a ride and, you know, create more timely stress in your life, I took a cab and the cab driver took me to MacArthur because I gave him the wrong address, basically. That's that's the short of the story. All right. Well, that that uh, you know kept kept the brief. Got got right to the highlights. I like it. I, yeah. I like that uh, it involved uh, not inconveniencing me. Was that that's good. So therefore, it's a story I like. Yeah, you're a very <laughs> generous man, and I'd, oh, I've well, gotten you. many rides from you, so I didn't want to. Please note, Brenda Betts was not paid for that endorsement. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, no payment there. This is good. Uh, we are. Do, 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 do. We're gonna be talking to Josh Newton again today. We're we're he had to rush off the show. Great. A uh, ways back to immediately go on stage and play with his beloved rock band Shiner. Yes. And that we kind of just started getting into. We didn't really get to get too far. So I'm excited to pick it back up with him and see what's going on. See what's going on with the the, the world of Mr. Josh Newton. What's going on? <laughs> exactly. So that that should be a good time, and who knows where the night will take us. Sure, you could be watching the Democratic debates and thinking about who's going to be the the future of our country, but why do that when you can listen to us? (laughs) You're listening to Protonic Reversal. You are, and we thank you for that. Uh, Let's hear, oh, let's see, we talked about it last week in our personal timeline, as well with scott evans but let's hear another song off of the june gloom record from zaleben machine and featuring mr josh newton and his buddy from season to risk uh steve tulipana i'm trying to remember what we what we didn't play but it's gonna be rough let's see well let's play this is the man laughs and it goes a little something like this I don't mind you like that. It was away just like that. Yes, it went from the ocean again. Right hands run out over. Open doors left unhinged. The clock came on all in gray. Sweeping the rest, the steps go down and forth. Of 
That's right. That's Mega Mall with Tunnel Rat. Tunnel Rat and Mega Mall. That was the the song and the band. That is Mega Mall out of Chicago. They're excellent. That is off of the record Mini Mall. Mega Mall is the name of the band. Mini Mall is the name of the record. I like them. Uh, before that, what do we have? We had a... Oh, Zeleben Machinen with... I don't know why I always say it in that voice. Why did they say it in that voice? The Man Laughs was the name of that one. That's... That's Josh Newton there, and Scott Evans produced that one, our guest last week, and I believe Chris Bullock plays drums on that. It all comes together. It all comes together. together. (laughs) It all comes together. Level on a plane comes together. (laughs) So, yeah, I I just like to go on record and say that, you know, one thing I really love is when things go, hey, did you want to update? What? No. Okay, cool. You're updating. It'll be 20 minutes. That that's great. That's Especially that's a great modern you, convenience. You know, need it to not be doing Damn. that at that time. Sure, I'm not. I'm not doing anything. I'm trying to like do a radio show. I'm not frantically preparing. <laughs> no, but my my very favorite version of that. And this isn't is not. This is the, the, of course the whipping boy for this is Windows, right? But Apple's is become increasingly annoying with it as well. I haven't. My alarm clock is an iPad that is, you know, not not the one that would be used for the show <laughs> anymore. But the other night, the other day, I woke up, was trying to turn the alarm off, and boop, immediately comes up and says, hey, do you want to update the this OS right now? <laughs> and I hit that instead. And I was like, ah. Oh, no. I was, just trying, I was trying to hit the snooze button. Did but you I, oversleep? But, no, no, I didn't oversleep, but I for sure had to get up because, okay, well, now my alarm clock is downloading the new update and lord knows what <laughs> what level of I'm hell itunes is gonna be face, no it is it is it is funny it's i mean that's it didn't, it didn't seem very funny to me at the I'm, time let's I'm be clear i'm actually laughing because i feel like this stuff like happens to you in life constantly and i don't i don't really understand the lesson i, yeah. I think it's patience because it's important to have patience but it, it's like i'm in a less funny curber enthusiasm most of the time <laughs> yeah. It's really what like the GoBots you, version of Kirby you enthusiasm. You definitely make it funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's just like, like no, and it was definitely like a like I was hitting the button as and I looked and like as my hand was going to the screen, like it was like update now and I'm not nah, no, and it hit it exactly, and I was like ah, oh, and I was so tired. <laughs> and the funny thing is, it wasn't even that I was just Sorry. snoozing because like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna snooze, but like I actually had had the alarm set an hour earlier than when I normally get up. I'm like, oh, fuck that. I'm not going to... So I wasn't even... Like, you you could say, like, oh, well, you're supposed to get up anyway, dickhead. Like, you know. Yeah. No, I, I actually screwed myself in multiple levels. But, yeah, that's... uh Time for updates, no, everybody. Fun levels. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> who wants to... Who wants to update? <laughs> you want to update now? I actually Click did... yes for yes, click no for yes. <laughs> I did something similar on... But it did not wind Ridiculous. up quite so hilarious. I mean, it was fine, but I overslept because I think that my alarm went off and I got up and like, for somehow, for somehow, for somehow, <laughs> for some reason, for, for somehow, for like, some way, heard it very subconsciously because I was ve- in a very deep sleep. Sure. Didn't actually hear my alarm and got up and thought it was a different time. Mm-hmm. Went and used the bathroom and then went, I was like, I still have time. I went back to sleep and just like slept. 
right for like a couple hours <laughs> and oh, i woke just... up and i was like oh my gosh the sun is up did what you, ha- did you have that completely like i don't know what's going on like disorientation yeah. it yeah. was like i've had that so you know and then i was an hour late to work so I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Great. that's harsh yeah you know it's hard when you start your day kind of messed up yeah and you can sometimes you just like never can quite recover too yeah so that's a that's hard what so i guess the summation of this segment is waking up is hard waking up is hard to do hey man waking up's hard (laughs) (laughs) waking up is hard to do that's what should be is it breaking up is hard to do (laughs) waking up is hard to do (laughs) waking up is hard to do well i mean i think it's important to you know like you start you start your day is that neil sadaka i think it is I'm not sure. I, I believe it is. Oh, fuck, ad. fuck your ad, man. Nothing is going right right now. But it's all going. Yeah, waking up is hard to do. That's a. Uh, it is all going. It's all going fine. We're here. It is no Sadaka. Wow, okay. I'm <laughs> pretty good with right. my. With, I guess he'd be light rock, right? Yeah. It's not even rock. It's like easy listening. It's like no contemporary. Who knows? Well, <laughs> some things mankind is not meant to know. This is a Shiner song. This is Andalusia.
right, that's Shiner with Andalusia. And that is another another jammer off of the egg. Jammer? Yeah, it's a jammer. Sure. That's a jammer. That's totally a jammer. Would you say, yeah, Brenna? I would say that's a jammer. Yeah, it's a jammer. I for felt, sure. I felt very jammy. Oh, oh, hey, goddamn autoplay. Man, the machines are really out to get me. <laughs> and on <laughs> the... the... No, I have to tell you, like, I've been... Having the like these weird um, like machines reacting, I mm. swear it's like my electrical impulse or something. But like I keep <laughs> touching things and it just like goes haywire. Oh man, that's it's like a really you're weird. Out EMPs or something. Yeah, it's really weird. Well, we know, we know a little someone that knows a little something about machines, and uh, that's uh, Mr. Josh Newton on the phone right now. Hello, Josh. Welcome back. Quite quite the segue. It's good to be back. <laughs> Getting get into Kelly Bundy style intro. <laughs> Welcome back, sir. Welcome back. It's, you, you guys have changed. <laughs> like we've gone big time. Yeah. Things have <laughs> happened. <laughs> uh, hey, man, it's great to have you back. It, it was. It was a. I felt like we were just getting into to good stuff last time, and uh, you had to rush to go. I don't know to play some show to some fools. So that's a. Uh, you know. Hey. It seems that's a nice thing to have to rush off to go do. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's it's good to have you back, man. It's it's good to be back, and yes, playing a rock show was better than running out to stop getting a parking ticket or something. But <laughs> right. yes, I can see the meter. <laughs> uh, no, it was it was fun. Pittsburgh was a good. The whole trip was a good time. So that was it was it was great. The most popular question that I got after the episode aired was uh, some, something along the lines of, wait, they, they were playing a show? When are they playing here? Which I, I was like, <laughs> I don't know, man. What? Come on. <laughs> and, that, and, um, I, and I mentioned yeah, that there's, because there's been like a couple shows. There was, there was like a, a New York show. There was um, uh, a KC show, I believe, right? Yeah. Um, there's been, we've done Chicago. We also, we did LA too. Yes. Um, Yes, you did, and actually, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I remember. I remember that because I we were driving down. My band was driving down to do something, and a buddy of ours hitched a ride to go see your show. <laughs> <laughs> which wow! I, which I was like, all right, yeah, that's that's, that's fine. I'd go I, I too it, <laughs> if we weren't playing. There was a little gas money at least. Yeah, well, he offered to do gas money. I was like, he's like, yeah, I'll move gear and stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. So, so you're like, be our roadie, but you just won't be at the show. Okay, that's that's fine. <laughs> we don't have to give you any drink tickets, I guess. That's something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Uh, but he was a uh, very big Shiner fan and was very, very psyched to see you guys play. In fact, his own, in his words, you guys were better than better than ever. So if, uh, if, cool. if, if you were looking for that feedback, whether or not you're looking for it, you have it now. <laughs> Do with it as I will. But it's hit and run, right? These, uh, the, these shows are sort of whatever is uh, kind of wherever the adventure takes you. Like it doesn't seem like you really. Yeah, have... it's just, you know, we're not, we're just kind of taking it casually and if we, feel like playing some shows we we decide to a few months ahead of time shiner and chill hopefully that feeling doesn't hopefully the feeling yeah hopefully the feeling doesn't go back the other way before we do but, right no. um but yeah it's cool we have a few more shows we're doing st louis uh grand rapids and champaign illinois so that should be a rocking good time too very nice, very nice. And so, uh, when these these shows you're playing is are, are you playing with uh, any bands from back in the day, or is it is it just is it just you guys, or is it new bands? Um, we have it's it's been mostly new bands, mm-hmm. um, but uh, a couple we're pulling out a couple old friends 
at a at a couple shows. Um, the bass player from the Life and Times was in a band called Ring Cicada. Oh, of course, um, yeah. <laughs> I ran sound for them, them actually at, at in a warehouse show in Oakland, <laughs> like years oh, ago. Right I, I think they're great. They're, yeah. they're really awesome dudes. So they're going to play with us in St. Louis. Uh, Child Bite is going to be with us in Grand Rapids. Nice. And there's some weird mystery band playing with us in Champagne. I'm not sure who it is, but mystery band. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they'll come out in like wizard gear and perform magical songs that heal your life and well, make everything perfect. Wow. If they don't, now I'm going to be... Yeah, yeah, way to set really the bar high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I put high expectations on myself and others. It's Guess a blessing so. and a curse. <laughs> so, and, and you have to excuse me because it's the first time we've actually done a, a, a two-parter impromptu, but I, I remember as, as we were kind of going through the, the life and times of... <laughs> Of Josh Newton, we we kind of stopped around uh, Shiner, uh, around the egg. You guys had to kind of gotten to the point where you're like, well, you know, the new stuff isn't, you know, we're not really as stoked about this. Maybe now is a good time to pack it in. Uh, I believe yeah. that was the last the in the in the timeline that we've established. If we were establishing a timeline, if, if there's a courtroom drama, that's would be the, the timeline <laughs> before we adjourned. Yes. So what ha- um, what happened after after that? Um, after that, I went back to delivering pizza for a while. <laughs> oh shit! And, which is, I mean, that's, well, that's I mean, that's what I was doing the whole time. It's just I had something else to do in my off time, right? Play rock music. Um, but then my friend James Deweese from the Get Up Kids and Coalesce started doing his since whatever rock stuff it was, uh, Reggie and the Full Effect. Oh right, of course, yeah, yeah. So he hit me up to play bass for that, and I toured with that for quite a while. Um, I guess it was a year or two. It wasn't that long. Um, but we went, they were on Vagrant Records. We went on the Vagrant Records tour with like Alkaline Trio and From Autumn to Ashes. And uh, toured with them, had a good time, came back, and then I guess the bass player from, from From Autumn to Ashes quit. So they called me, and then I went and did that for a few years. Which again was better than delivering pizza, um, <laughs> and I think that's really yeah. my only requirement when you when you think about it. Wow, that's yeah, that's gonna um, say that's most bands are hopefully better than delivering pizza. I would have, I would, I would hope. <laughs> so I did that for a while, and that ended up we ended up doing Warp Tour, where I met the Every Time I Die guys, who it turns out a couple of them were Shiner fans, and they had decided on that tour to let their bass player go. So they got someone else in the interim. I went to Europe with Salam to Ashes. And at Reading and Leeds, I got really drunk on tequila. and quit the band because I was drinking um, tequila with the dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> like you do, you know. And then I, I went in the dressing room, quit the band, and then we went and watched, um, I think it was LCD Sound System, me and the dwarves destroyed on tequila. Wow! Definitely it was the last show of the tour, but <laughs> well, that's a hell of a way yeah. to go out. Yeah, I mean, geez. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. I threw my bass into the crowd and said, "Start your own band." I think you, it was I mean, very dramatic. I was going to say that sounds that sounds like quite the if, if that was the movie that would be a moment that is uh, focused upon for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, like maybe sorry, with a lens flare I mean, if myself, there was a JJ Abrams involved. 
Yeah. I was my own Rudy, ultimately, at that point. <laughs> Be your own Rudy. <laughs> yeah, like, what, do you remember what turning point you were just like, no, fuck it, I'm, yeah, guys, I love you, but I'm done, or That's what? literally what I said in the dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm good. Nice. I was like, yeah. I said, you guys should get someone who appreciates this, because I don't, so I'm not going to do this anymore. Oh, snap. Wow. <laughs> Damn, that's harsh. Well... Is it? No, I mean, I thought I was being like, <laughs> you know, when you think you're being like cool and like taking the blame, it was still just, I was still just a jerk. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it makes for a good story, I guess, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, I mean, that happened. Do you, I, I do that too, where I like put responsibility on myself, but then I guess maybe don't look at, the other point of view like was he did you just yeah. feel unhappy with the whole situation and you didn't kind of yeah like, i was i was unhappy i was bored it just didn't i felt it didn't musically it didn't really make sense kind of ever i mean i put myself into it but yeah it was never really my thing and they were awesome dudes that i'm still friends with now but it just was not it had ceased to be fun for me it, it did seem coming at it from the outside, it did seem a bit like an outlier to me. Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah. huh. Like, I mean, that, that was about my, my reaction was, oh, all right. Uh, yeah, I mean, that was kind of mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> but, I mean, do you still, was everything cool? Like, or did, did you ever, like, talk to those guys again? Was that was that the last thing oh, you yeah, ever said? No, okay. I'm... I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm cool with those dudes, you know, and they, okay, cool. they know I can be a little, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is here. Brusque, maybe? Not, I mean, I guess it's dramatic. I don't know. It wasn't meant to be as, it's okay to be, as big of a deal. Yeah, I and mean. And they recovered fine, you know. Yeah, they they got uh, they got the other guy, and they seemed to, they seemed to be doing, they did, they did fine. Brusque is good word. Yeah, kept on trucking. trucking. Along. Kept yeah. on trucking. I think sometimes people think, People who are very sensitive think brusque is like a personal attack or something. And just because you think that doesn't mean they're terrible, you know, or that you, you know, that doesn't put all the responsibility on them just because you said like, I love you guys, but I'm done. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like seriously, like I, I, I struggle with that. So what, you know, I hear is like maybe the communication just it just wasn't what you wanted at that time, which is normal in life. It was not, and I'll tell you what didn't help was all that tequila. I was gonna say that the tequila probably was <laughs> was a mitigating yeah. factor. Yeah, alcohol that knocked my communication skills down considerably. <laughs> <laughs> I've always thought that a a dramatic reading of events such as that it would be great to do what the person perceives that interaction to be and then what it actually is (laughs) yeah (laughs) it'd be horrifying and hilarious like finally (laughs) (laughs) i know it's funny because it's like always so much more intense in your own head especially if you're drinking with the dwarves yeah you have like dramatic music probably (laughs) the lighting's all like crazy yeah you have you know you're like with a group of people that are probably kind of dramatic as well i'm guessing like there was definitely 
a bloody naked midget there. So. <laughs> Well, that doesn't sound like the kind. I mean, I don't know what I would classify that as, but drama? Tuesday, if you're the dwarves. <laughs> I saw them play actually outside on Shotwell Street one time, an acoustic set. It was really interesting. Oh wow! Yeah, like just you know, randomly they were playing an open air. Uh, like San Francisco does this Sunday streets thing where they shut down a large part of the mission and everyone walks around. They're not. They didn't do it last year, but. Anyways, there were street vendors, and I saw a Facebook post that was basically like, the dwarves. And I was like, where? When? I'll be, <laughs> right, that's right. three blocks from I'm my there. house. I'll be there. It was really interesting. It was like in the middle of the street, acoustic guitars. I think they were missing a member, but. Well, it's funny you mentioned that because the uh, one time I saw the dwarves, years ago I'm talking about. This is a long time back. It was It was them and the Red Ants and way too many other bands like maybe like six other bands at the trocadero <laughs> long since gone and so everyone and they're playing last so everyone's kind of like you know sitting through all these bands to oh, i just want to see the dwarves just want to see the dwarves well people were there to see the red ants too but people were really there to see the dwarves so d- dwarves come out uh drums bass blog comes out they they start playing no guitar but they just start playing they just start going go through a song like, <laughs> all right that's that's really weird they go through another song because the songs are like super short right no guitar yeah. at all and i'm like is this like, what did their guitarist quit like what's happening here sometime around the three quarters mark of the third song he who cannot be named comes kind of wanders on stage very lackadaisically i might add uh walks over to his guitar amp plugs in and just starts playing with no acknowledgement whatsoever by anyone in the band that anything odd is going on in any way shape or form <laughs> And he plays, like, he starts playing with them. Again, no, just no no banter, no nothing. Nobody even, like, saying, thinking anything is wrong. Everyone's just like, what the fuck just happened? Like, what was that? <laughs> and they play another four songs, uh, stop playing, all start screaming at each other, get into a fight on stage, and leave and don't come back. And this is maybe 12 minutes total. And the thing you need to remember is that it was maybe, like, four hours of sitting through other bands <laughs> to, to get to it. <laughs> And people were so pissed. The only time I've ever seen people more pissed, and we actually established this when we talked to Tim Green, was at that Melvin show where, you know, they were just playing that best, oh, it's, it's like the best of all the heavy rockers. Oh, it's so cool. It's so cool. And the bros were getting so stoked. And they played Anti-Vermin Seed, which takes like eight minutes for the vocals to come in. It's like one <laughs> note. for, And they were getting so pissed <laughs> off. And like, those are the two times I've just, I've never seen a crowd just, angrier at a band just like they were like what i waited all this time to see the dwarves and what the fuck was that the guitarist didn't even come out until the third goddamn song like people were screaming freaking out and i i thought i was like wow this is like the most punk rock thing i've ever seen (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) this is like i don't even i don't know if that was planned or not and frankly i don't want to know but it was goddamn genius is what it was i saw them at um the middle east in boston upstairs and they started playing a song, and the drummer threw, I forget if it was his floor tom or his kick drum into the crowd and hit my friend, and then they all left. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's some band, my yeah. My friend was upset. I, I thought it was pretty great. Yeah, I mean, it probably is arguably not as funny if it happens to you, maybe. but Yeah, less. Definitely less. Uh, anyway, so under the influence of dwarves, you uh, stop playing with the from autumn to ashes guys, and then uh, so so what's after that? 
Um, before, like literally as soon as we got home from Europe, I turned my cell phone on and every time I die, I had left me a message asking me to come play bass. Nice. And you were like, dude, I'm busy delivering pizzas. <laughs> I hadn't gone back to pizza yet, so I, I said yeah. Nice. Um, so I did that for a few years. We we signed to Epitaph Records, and that was pretty pretty cool. Um, got to make a record with Joe Barisi, which was cool. Turns out he's a pretty cool engineer. Nice. Well, that's, um, that's good. Yeah. Did that for a few years, and then I just got burnt out on touring and the whole situation, so I stayed home for a bit. And I got a job working for SNL, actually. Whoa. Really? Wow. Doing what? Yeah. Um, I was a production assistant for anything filmed not at 30 Rock. So, like, the commercial spoofs. Oh, sure, sure. And, you know, all all the digital short stuff. So I worked on that for about a year. And that's when the Fall Out Boy thing happened. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so yes. was that I've heard that SNL's like kind of a crazy scene. What, did you experience was, that? I, I wouldn't know if I had worked that week or not until about twelve o'clock in the morning on Wednesday. And then it was just like you'd work until the show went on all basically. Wow. Yeah, yeah that, and, that's... The, and then have a huge party <laughs> <Wow>. afterwards. <laughs> I never went to the party. Oh. 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 That sucks. That's. But it's kind of funny because I was, I stopped touring because I was sick of like flight cases and airports. And the first shoot I did was at an airport, and I had to move flight cases. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh. Hey. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. Life um, giving you a little bit of sense of humor what there. What the heck? <laughs> yeah, like really? I, boy, do I have a development for you. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist or this not? Is a serious lateral step. <laughs> yeah. Thought you were done with this, did you? I think not. <laughs> So, okay, and let's uh, not not to focus too much on flight cases. So, <laughs> what how how did you fall in with Fallout Boy exactly? How how did that come to pass? Um, oh, I guess I forgot a band in there somewhere. Um, I started doing a band called The Damn Things with uh two of the guys from Fallout Boy, the singer from Every Time I Die, and two guys from Anthrax. Oh yeah, this was Scott Ian and oh, it was two guys from Anthrax. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um I didn't play on the record. I just played all the live shows. And that's that was how I became friends with, with the Fall Out Boy guys. And then when they decided to get back together, they know what a, a gear nerd I am. So the guitar player, Joe, um, asked me to come and make his stuff sound weird. <laughs> was that his exact, his exact directive? Hey, make my stuff sound weird, would you? <laughs> I mean, ultimately, yes. So, you you like all those stompy boxes um, and the the amplifiers? <laughs> Get at it! Hey, build me a build me a rack with a bunch of pedals in it. Yeah, can do. Well, I mean, hey, so yeah, start doing that. It was fun, or it is fun. I still do it. Yeah, and that's so that's got that's got to be interesting. That I mean, it's a different world, right? I mean, that's got to be <laughs> what what they do and what I thought I did that I thought were kind of the same thing. Nothing similar at all. <laughs> um, it, and then lately we've been doing like a ton of corporate shows, which are really 
strange because not everybody there is a fan of the band necessarily. Right. So there can be some serious glazed over faces while they're standing up there playing. It can be a little strange. I thought we were getting trained. Turns out we got Fallout yeah. Boy. <laughs> yeah, well, same management, so there you go. The big switcheroo. Oh, <laughs> Nobody will notice the difference. <laughs> Yet again, life having a little funny sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, so well, it's, it's strange. We just did like two things in San Francisco last week for the Super Bowl and... Oh really? All that jazz. Oh really? Yeah, we did a EA Sports party and something else. It was thoughts and ludicrous, obviously. Right, of course. Uh, Makes yeah. sense. But it was, did <laughs> Why you, not? Did you get to see any anything else of the city? Um, I saw my airport hotel. He saw a flight case. <laughs> what he saw? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and an airport. An airport. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. And you even, uh, if I remember correctly, you even filled in on guitar for them for a couple of shows in the UK last year, right? Like about a year ago? Maybe yeah, like I, I filled in a couple of times. One time uh, Joe had to get back surgery, and one time his his mother was ill. And uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty funny. I Initially, we were going to go to the UK and play a couple of shows, and then they added this BBC thing at the last minute. But I was told they were just going to do it as a three-piece, so I didn't need to practice or learn whatever they were going to do. Because it's some weird live thing at BBC where you play like a cover song and then some of your regular songs. Until about uh, 10.30 before that show, the night before that show, I was like, cool, I just have to learn all these. And then I got the, the frantic, why aren't you coming to practice here at the hotel room for that song that we need to learn tomorrow? Oh, man. <laughs> and... It was a, it was a, I had never heard that Uptown Funk song before. <laughs> and that was the so, song? Holy crap. <laughs> that, that's the song I had to... So I go over to their hotel, and we seriously listened to the song two times, and I was like, oh, all right, um, see you tomorrow. <laughs> wow. And then, yeah, played it on the radio for the first time ever. It was not weird, not weird at all. No, that's that's perfectly normal. That's that's yeah. I'm always if you if you were to spy on me at home, you'd see me playing Uptown Funk <laughs> left to my own device. <laughs> that's Monday, right? Monday Monday night. Yeah. <laughs> what, wow. Funk night. So, <clears throat> and and those it has to be crazy playing with with that band. I mean, the crowd is going to be so much different than you know. I'm sure the most raucous and crazy shiner crowd or like you know what glaze baby oh, yeah. do, or you know any of their like I mean, it's got to be like a different freaking world it must look like a hot topic out there right i mean i mean the main difference is there's a crowd <laughs> <laughs> wow then, relevant <laughs> um well the second show that i did was at the houston rodeo and it was like eighty five thousand people what wow i'm sorry <laughs> what so Here's what they do with the, with the stage at the Houston Rodeo. They pull it out on a tractor into the middle of the field, and mm -hmm. it spins around the whole time. <laughs> wow. But nobody is allowed on the dirt, so people are half a football field away from you <laughs> while you're spinning around. <laughs> who thought this was a good idea? A gold, like, like, mean, like Goldfinger? Like, what, like, who thought this was a good idea? I mean, it looks pretty cool if you yeah. can figure out which ant, which, you know, flea in the circus I am from that far away. But <laughs> right. 
Man, it's, that's got to be I crazy. mean, it was fun. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it was definitely different than lounge acts. Yeah, I was going to say, like, you talk about, like, not, you know, you talk about some places it's hard to connect with the crowd or whatever, you know, but if they're, like, half a football field away it's, and you're, the stage is spinning, that's got to feel like you're on a... Yeah, they didn't they didn't factor in at all, really. <laughs> you know what? And it was kind of funny because every once in a while, as the stage would go by, like, our monitor guy, I'd be like, there was three dudes watching us, ultimately, like, one of the other guitar techs and the monitor guy as we spin past them. It was really surreal. Wow, yeah, that's wild. Jeez. <laughs> I mean I can't even I can't even imagine like I see these, you know, the the big the, the, the big shows with like this the they gotta move you know, flip the stage around to to get the, the other act on and that looks like yep. crazy enough, but the fact that yeah, if it's spinning the whole time, it's gotta make feel like <laughs> you're playing on a merry go round or something. Yeah. I felt a little a little goofy by the end. <laughs> Still, yeah, it's it's uh, better than I guess playing for two people in Seattle or something, right? I mean, it's it's an adventure. Yeah, we although I've done that too, but one of them was Dave Grohl. Ha <laughs> ha! Nice. <laughs> this was Glaze Baby, um, right? It is indeed. We uh, we got to Seattle and um, we were sound checking. We were going to play with this band called Huevos Rancheros. Who I guess the drummer was Dave Grohl's drum tech or something. Okay. So we were sound checking, and Dave Grohl comes in, and we were like, holy shit, that's Dave Grohl. And <laughs> right, right. This, this was still when Nirvana existed, and I don't know what year it was. It was probably like 94 or 95. And um, <clears throat> so we stop, and he's like, wow, you guys like the Jesus Lizard, huh? And uh, <laughs> he wasn't wrong. Yeah, yeah. I was like, so, yeah, yeah, and? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we were... He may have been playing Dudley, for all I know. I'm not sure. But so I wasn't 21, so I couldn't be in the bar when we played. Oh. And I had to sit out. I had to sit on the stairs until we played. Oh. But but Dave hung out with me. It was cool. Um, so then after we played, he was like, oh, man, where are you guys, where are you guys going? Do you have a place to stay? And is everything cool? And our bass player goes, oh, yeah, we're going to stay with the promoter. We're fine. <laughs> and wow. I was so Dave Grohl like makes fun of us and walks away. Oh, and I was like, dude. Yeah, that's <laughs> like you just do? yeah. You know, it's it's like in Ghostbusters. You know, if someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. Of course, you say you know. <laughs> we got no place to stay, Dave Grohl. Uh, we're gonna be on the street. It's really rough. Yeah. Yeah. That's come on. That was that was a boner move. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, but you got you got to hang out with Dave Grohl. That's that's cool. That's something. That's something like those small shows can actually be really interesting experiences like that because yeah, a lot of times you know someone in the audience would it, it will be, hey, I'm here to see you guys, and I'm the only one that apparently knew the show was happening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll charitably and say. And I brought you these cookies, but you should probably be scared to eat them. Right? He's like, you may <laughs> want to get to where you're going before you have them, though. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe an interesting night otherwise. Yeah. Yes. That is good advice. <laughs> <laughs> Don't eat the cookies. So until we, you get where you're going. Right, right. So we 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 kind of uh, just blasted right past it, but the 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 band you had with the the Anthrax dudes, like, were you ever an Anthrax oh, yeah. fan? I mean, I, I was. Uh, yeah, until 
that kind of lost me with that I'm the man thing a little bit. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, the actual, like, rock stuff I thought was awesome. And I, I think, I don't know, it kind of holds up to me still, like the really old stuff, like sure, yeah. spreading the disease. And those records, to me, sound awesome because one of the few, like, metal records from that era where you can actually hear the bass. Yeah, it doesn't exactly. It's not. It's not so guitar heavy that it, the bass is completely just a na- complete afterthought, which is you wouldn't think would be so rare. But it, it tends to be such a focus on guitars and metal that oftentimes I think there's enough headroom left to let the low end kind of shine. Which is like, I don't know if there's any bass in Slayer at all. No, exactly. And like you not, know, not that I've heard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know I can see he's playing, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly can't hear it, and of course, Injustice for All is the classic example, right? But you know, it, it's a yeah. thing. It, it's a genre thing for sure. So yeah, and that's maybe got... that's why. Go ahead, sorry. Maybe that's why some of the punk stuff sounded so much heavier to me was because there's actually bass in there somewhere versus you know, just high end scooped out guitars, really. Right, right. Well, and that's got to be. You know that that's, you know I, I certainly don't have experiences to match that, but that's got to be interesting. You know, if you're sitting there talking about you know playing the lounge acts and uh, you know Scotty and and, and the other guy are, <laughs> well, oh yeah, this one time we were playing Wembley with the uh, Aussie or whatever. It's got to be. Like... Or that one time we were on Married with Children. Oh right, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> I had nothing. There was nothing I could say to this guy that was gonna like, you know, every time I thought there was something, it was. Oh yeah, well I I was the one who told Dave Mustaine he was out of Metallica. You know, it wasn't right. <laughs> like, I mean, it wasn't act. It wasn't actually that. But no, no, but it, it was that level of of things for sure. But they I, yeah. they probably seem like nice enough guys. I'm sure. I mean, they're they're. Uh, they're... Uh, yeah, good dudes. I we there's there's discussion about doing something else eventually. I don't know when anyone will have time, but. Because that it record, like that was the, uh, what, I, 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 Ironoclast, I think it was, right? Something like that, yeah? Uh, that, yes. That's, that's you saying. didn't actually play on the record, you were just in the live band, is that correct? Yeah. And then the video. Right. Which was pretty funny, I thought. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was just such because we get to do the video with Tim and Eric's production company, so that, that kind of... Uh, nice made me pretty made me pretty happy yeah wow that's that's impressive that's yeah good. that's that sounds all right <laughs> sounds, <laughs> sounds okay <laughs> i mean it happened all these pizzas aren't going to deliver themselves but you know that's cool <laughs> i haven't come back yet we'll see I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you is there is there pizza if there's no one to deliver it i'm not sure uh, one of the greats like what's the sound of one hand clapping yeah <laughs> The same sort of deal, I guess. <laughs> so uh, we had Scott and John from Kellenwald City on last week in our own personal timelines, and we talked a little bit about June Gloom and how that came together. And we talked a little bit about it when you were on the show as well. Uh, we didn't really get super into you kind of taking that into being a live unit as well. Because now originally you kind of... Did you write these songs with the with the upper end sort of goal of this is going to be a band that plays live and plays shows and does things? Um, I'd always hoped it would become that, but I wasn't really holding out. I didn't think it was actually really, really going to happen. 
right. until I decided to move back to Kansas City, and it made it pretty easy. And it's definitely easier to attempt than being in Brooklyn and Steve being in KC and you know just being spread out everywhere. It's hard, yeah. It's hard to to do something like that when you're when you're all spread out everywhere. But it, it it's interesting that it kind of was built up the wrong way around. You know, like with the yeah. <laughs> with the drums coming after the guitar and and everything being reamped and things along like just from a mechanical perspective, I think it adds to the complete unnaturalness of the, of of the record, which to me is appealing. Like I like that, I, I just because it sounds unnerving in a very subtle way. I'd hate for us to try to do it organically. It might be super boring. Then I don't know. Yeah, he's just like, oh, here's a rock band. All right, there you go. Cool. Uh, I mean, it might be easier. I'm gonna go home and. I'm gonna go email you my guitar parts. I'll do that. <laughs> oh my god! I mean, which is literally what I did. But <laughs> the next one, you'll have to send them through Snapchat or something, and then <laughs> <laughs> one note at a time, and Scott has to reconstruct it. All. Right? Bullock can drum his stuff through Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you missed it! It's gone. You can't oh, replay nope, it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> have to play it again. You got to be quicker you next start time. Start from scratch. <laughs> wow, might be that might be like the future Kanye kind of move. Yeah. Oh my god. Pay for a single seventeen-second stream of each part of. The song. Yeah, oh my yeah. Gosh, the impermanence of it all. Well, well, it's, it's times we live in, right? Everything changes. <laughs> Everybody hurts. Everybody, everybody deletes. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes inboxes get full. Sometimes storage gets too much. Uh, so the so so what's next with with that band? Is there going to be like a band recording? Like, is there more material? Yeah, um, there's. I, I've started working on new stuff. Um, it's it's cool that now we actually have a full band and I don't have to do everything, which is fun. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely more fun for me. Um, but Jason from Shiner has been playing drums for it live and he'll, you know, unless he moves away tomorrow, he'll be playing drums on the, on the new stuff. Uh, we were going to do South by Southwest, but I... It's, it falls right in the middle of a Fallout Boy tour, so I'm not going to be able to get away. But, yeah, we're going to do some stuff this summer. Very nice. But I'd like to scuzz on to some PRF stuff, maybe, at some point. Oh. Well, I do know a guy. Oh. <laughs> That's a pleasant introduction. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Have your people call Conflict my people. Conflict of interest. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll, yeah. We'll have your people call my people. We'll, uh, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk. Do lunch. We'll, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll do a meet. <laughs> uh, Steve from Season of Risk singing on that. Like, is he, like, is he, he's, he's the singer? Like, is this live lineup, like, the thing? Is this the, uh. Oh, yeah. Well, I, yeah. It's, it's the only real permanent members as really are Steve and myself. Right. Um, it just because that's just how it's been. Um, I, you know, if if the other dudes want to play on it, that's awesome. But if not, we're still going to do it anyway. So, Right, right. <laughs> we joked about having friends in different locations play with us wherever we went, which I think would, might be kind of cool or awful. I don't know. 
Yeah, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot of overhead. It's a lot. It's a lot of work to pull off for sure. Yeah. Um. It, it's a lot of. <laughs> what did what did what did Buzz say? Thousand mile walk in the desert for an ice cream cone. <laughs> yes, that uh, yes. is that is exactly what he said. <laughs> and it is. It is. It's it's a lot of, a lot of work for very little payoff. Uh, but you know it's cool and it's in its way. Yeah. I mean, uh, everything in life is kind of like that. I guess it, it's how you look at it. Well, it certainly seems seems like to me sometimes. But <laughs> we barely talked about your Illuminati membership, and of course, I mean Illuminati as a oh, yeah. not the regular Illuminati that everyone obsesses on. But you, you're well, you're, I mean both. Yeah, so. yeah. He's. <laughs> I mean, we don't talk about that one. We only talk about the one. You are an aluminum guitar enthusiast, uh, correct? You're I am proud owner. I am insanely obsessed. Yes, with with them. And what? what how did they first come to your attention? Uh, what was what was the first um, one you played? Well, I, I, it was years before I even got to play one. But I think uh, seeing Dwayne Dennison ah, with yes. the Jesus Lizard, I think he used my gateway drug. Um, and then you know seeing like. Well, we recorded with with Albini, sure, uh, in ninety something when I was in Glaze Baby, and getting to like check out his his five hundred, and I think he had a wedge too at the time. Um, yeah, very very cool. Yeah, yeah. But being left handed, I was pretty positive I would never get to get my hands on one, and then uh, seeing Kevin's ad, Electrical's ad on. MySpace, I, I've <laughs> lost my mind and right. immediately sent him money for a 500. Well, and it's funny to think about now because Electrical Guitar Company is so well established, but, uh, you know, it, and we talked about this when we had him on the show. It was initially kind of looked at with, like, disdain, like, oh, this guy thinks whatever, trying to rip off Travis Bean, okay. Yeah. Without realizing that, like, oh, no, he's kind of, like, completely picking up the torch and later on with the Travis Bean design stuff actually doing that and you know the craftsmanship is is pretty incredible like in this in this age of like you know every artisanal this that and the other like the the stuff he makes is is you know pretty remarkable it's a and especially yeah for, for our lefty you know I'm I don't have that problem but I, you know, find, <laughs> finding guitars that you know you actually would want to play, you have more limited options. I would imagine. Yeah, I was definitely stuck with like Telecasters, and that was kind of it, really, for a long right. time. Um, besides, you know, an odd Les Paul here and there that cost too much money and was too heavy, and really just I, I had a, I had a '78 Les Paul that was so nice, I was terrified to play it just because. <laughs> Right, because you, you might it. break it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like you've got this great guitar, yeah. and like you're like, well, gotta be careful with this one. So the uh, yeah, where, where's the aluminum? My... Oh, I was just gonna say my my favorite you know uh, interaction with Kevin myself was I was like, so uh, you know, it's cool. To take this on the on the airplane, right? It's like, oh yeah, it's made of the same stuff as the airplane. Don't worry. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Right on. <laughs> Didn't think about that. <laughs> it is aircraft grade aluminum. Yeah, you're right. They might need it for a spare part. Yeah, you wedge it. You know, if somebody breaks the door, you can wedge it in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, so, like you, you, yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed. I have four of them right now. <laughs> I was gonna ask you what the count is because it seems like every time I look, there's there's another one, 
and they all, they're all beautiful. It's they're awesome. Yeah, two. You have the Jaguar type, or the Jazzmaster type, right? It's a, yeah. So it's actually it's a Jaguar Jazzmaster hybrid. It's a, it's the Jagmaster um, ripoff, which is actually a ripoff of a three hundred dollar guitar that I played for probably half the time the Replicator was touring. That uh, I w- I wore out the electronics on multiple times over. And awesome. So it's sort of like, and they sit next to each other, and the one is sort of like an early man version of the other. I kind of love it. <clears throat> but yeah, um, you, yeah, I know so you've, I, you've got that one that's got the, uh, um, it's like the clear, the acrylic one, right? You, you got one of those, right? I don't have one of those. Joe from Fall Out Boy has one. Oh, God. Okay. That's what I was thinking of. Sorry. He's got an acrylic Kelly style with a big B that weighs a good 13 pounds, I think. Um, yeah, that one's pretty heavy. Uh, I have two 1000A type. Right, that's Jesse, it. Mm-hmm. And a 500 base as well. Yeah, those, those bases are, are monsters. You could, you could like fight a dragon with one of those. Those things are crazy. Yeah, it's it's awesome. I've never been happy with like happier with any other guitars in my life. As soon as I got the first one, I was like, oh, huh. This is what it's supposed to feel like when you're precious about your guitar or whatever it is like no wonder i never gave a crap about any of those guitars right with with the additional bonus that they're made to be played like you can play aggressively on them and you don't have to worry about breaking them and you know i mean i'm sure you could but you don't have to worry so much about it which is a fantastic thing yeah he's an awesome guy so and and we touched upon you know your your, your value in, in the Fall Out Boy situation uh, comes a lot from you being uh, a gearhead. Now I'm gonna go ahead and say that I have a lot of people in my personal friends group that are gearheads that you know constantly posting about this pedal, this this uh, amp, this you know whatever this that. Um, but you definitely it definitely seems to be. I mean, if I remember, I think today you were actually talking about a compressor pedal. <laughs> I was yes. That, that's going deep down the rabbit hole, my friend. <laughs> I know. I, I never thought I would be that guy. I thought it was always like a weird studio country guy kind of guitar pedal trick. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just can't see the forest for the tree right now with the pedals. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got, I got three last week, so I'm, keep, it's a healthy habit. So, so do you have any rules? Like, do you have any like live rules? Like, a, like, as like, for instance, like a one in one out rule or something along those lines, or is it just free for all? No, no, no. <laughs> I like the disdainful think, laugh as, as the response to that. <laughs> oh, oh no. I think my Come only on. rule, my only rule right now is don't buy that $600 death by audio pedal on reverb. That's my <laughs> only rule right now. Probably. Cause I really want it, but I'm not going to buy it. Yeah. That's probably a pretty good one, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. So I could weaken at any moment, though. Right, right. So, it, and I gotta ask when, when you're when you're on tour with with Fall Out Boy, it, it's such so different from you know the the world that I know of that it, it's like, do you meet a lot of like minded people when when you're on about? I mean, it seems like that's that's something that it, it, people are working when they're in that, right? Like, you know, it's like other bands, you meet the crew, I'm sure, and the, their crew is working as well. So you can almost have that that in the trenches sort of immediate, hey, what's up? Kind of kind of deal with them. But it just seems so different to me. And I guess I can't articulate it any better than that. It just seems very different. It's quite different. But the thing is, is like the actual Fall Out Boy dudes 
come from like hardcore bands and you know and they themselves were sort of a hardcore band for a while right so there's kind of that that common thread of you know they played house shows and it wasn't always like this for them i think that so cop wants to know where the local punk and... <laughs> yeah that cop wants to know where the local punk rock concert is i think <laughs> uh, gotta love los angeles um so there, there's that thread with them but then you know i spent the summer on tour with with khalifa as one of the other bands on the tour oh wow cool. and what was that? that's not the same wait what <laughs> that's not the same <laughs> yeah like what was that like <laughs> Um, I mean like seriously that's interesting here's here's one thing it was like I did eat one of the cookies and I had to go hide in my bunk for a good 10 hours oh uh, boy (laughs) like you do it happens Um, but no it's it's definitely more like working on a Broadway show than doing a rock show right because the production is so crazy yeah 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 and, you know, there's pyro and explosions and stuff like that that we have to know when it goes off. So, yeah, it's a, it's a little different. Yeah, I mean, as, as much, <laughs> as, much as, the, as the musical may elicit crazy reactions, you know, you probably don't have a lot of pyro at China shows, I would imagine. No, although I guess there was at, like, crash worship shows, but... Yeah, 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 that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot, a lot going on at those crash worship shows. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Yeah, I saw them. Uh, saw them during Mardi Gras one time, and that oh, was man. pretty interesting. That sounds like that was probably not very much like a Bible study. <laughs> There's too much nudity. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, <laughs> rowdy. Uh, so. Yeah, this is. I'm, I'm sorry, I keep getting hung up on on the Fallout Boy thing, but it is like it's interesting no, to have sorry. a window in into that world. Like, is it so the the guys, those guys, they come from punk rock in some way. So they have like, do they share those same interests and ideals? Is it something where you know it's they're you know making the making the biscuits? Like, what what's where are they coming from? I guess might be the, might be the question. Like I'm just I'm trying to like understand an alien entity <laughs> from, from um, where I'm sitting. It's kind of hard to say because it's ultimately like I am in lower. If if I was working at like Intel or something, I, I would be, you know, a guy who just fixes one of the machines <laughs> that makes the chips. Right. I, you know. It, what they do and what I do have really nothing to do with each other besides when I hand them the guitar and they go do the show. <laughs> right. So right. I mean that so the whole creative process, I'm not really I don't I, I don't know where they're coming from and what they're trying to do musically. I respect it. It's not something that I I, I listen to a lot myself, but But you I do have no idea where I'm going. Yeah, but you you're <laughs> you're doing the task that you that you're yeah, that that you're employed to do, which is yeah, and it's like when I, I get friends that'll try to give me a hard time about it, and it's like, what do you do? All right, I don't like your job. Like, <laughs> right? I don't like the thing that you make. I don't know. It's just my job, and they're my friends, but it's still just my job. Yeah, believe <laughs> really, me, I can relate. We, we we won't get into it, but I, I can relate for sure. <laughs> I can also relate. Sorry, I kind of disappeared for a little bit. Well, I feel that that's okay. 
Did you did you get out of your system? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Life is crazy sometimes. Life is crazy sometimes indeed. I guess the work that we do is valuable because it takes your time and effort and it's hard that we have to like do these things to make money. Even if we don't necessarily, we're just doing our job at certain times, there's like boundaries around that and it's important to put your energy into something. Mm. Agreed. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there was something I wanted to ask about uh, PIL. I wanted to, I wanted to ask about the uh, the whole the whole PIL thing uh, with with public image. How did that did that come to pass as something where you're where you're like, hey, I, I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna do this. This this is the thing. It's a great song. I I love that song. It's one of my favorite public image limited songs. Um. Well, I didn't say it to anybody because it was just me. Right. But, <laughs> well, you could have. You could have been speaking to yourself. I don't. What do I know from it? You know. <laughs> I mean, I was pretty lonely at that point, but um, <laughs> no. I just I've always loved that song, and yeah, it's a jammer. It's great. And you know, I was kind of paying tribute to another aluminum guitar family member. Yes. The. Uh... Well, Although well, maybe he's been kicked out, I'm not sure. I was going to say his membership might have been revoked at this point, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with with his with his nuttiness. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I had to. I did a lot of unfollowing with that guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but let's let's leave it at that. I I almost <laughs> I almost got him on the show before I realized like, oh, this no, this is like bonkers town i don't want anything to do with any part of this but yeah of course we're, yeah we're, we're speaking we're speaking around the fact that we're talking about keith levine who's uh we'll go ahead and say is taken to social media in a very interesting way and we can interesting we can, yeah like saying things they shouldn't say on social media <sighs> yeah. and incessantly begging for money yeah oh yeah that's I mean, that's it, the thing that bummed me out more than anything. Yeah, it like, was it was weird. Stuff, you know, the accusations of theft were like bizarre, strange, and and mostly unfounded. Of him saying that basically the guitar was stolen, that he more than likely sold for heroin and forgot about. Uh, but yeah, oh, definitely not. Yeah, the endless, endless. Like we'll go ahead and if we were going to be charitable, we would say crowdfunding appeals. Or uh, yeah, it was rough. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I was actually thinking of, well, my friend made me a crowdfunder for my upcoming trip, and (laughs) I was kind of like hinting around doing a benefit show for my trip, Mm -hmm. or no, not hinting, I guess I was just thinking about it because I know people that can help me with a venue and whatnot, and then I was like, that's you know, that's something that's a choice that I made in my life to do. And it's not any, you know, it's not anybody else's responsibility to like put money towards that unless, you know, they want to help, but it's different when I think you're in a place of need, I guess. It's yeah. it's very strange. It's like, I don't need, I mean, yes, I am stressed out about the idea of like going away for a while and having enough money to support myself in that adventure. But at the same time, like, it'll all work out. But some people, you know, like, actually need money, and there should be focus on that. Yeah, what I would characterize the Keith Levine thing as someone going to a restaurant and being like, 
oh, this buffet is all you can eat? Oh. <laughs> because, like, before you knew it, like, it wasn't just like, hey, I'm trying to raise money for the thing. It was just sort of like, donate, donate, donate. It's like, dude, enough. It's freaking enough. And then, I don't like, know this guy, though. Like, what? I mean. Well, he's, a, I mean, he was a, a very early member of The Clash, but he's also the guitar player for PIL. Amazing guitar player. Really, really remarkable guitar player, but, you know, was a terrible junkie. Oh. Also. That sucks. And, yeah, his test. Is taken to social media in a very odd way. Is that would be the the nice guy way of saying that? After, after now, now that I've actually described all of the terrible things that you've done, I'll, I'll back it off and say that. Would I be mean, a nice any, way to say but it. anybody anybody who has followed him on social media knows this, right? And I mean, it's just, it's just like the 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 barrage of virtual panhandling just drove me so far away. But yeah. I already had recorded the cover, so what are you going to do? Well, and it's still <laughs> it's still a great freaking song, and like you know, it's it's. It was it was an, it was an awesome covered here, but yeah, that must have been something. You know, I, I don't know. Does it does it take the luster away a little bit knowing that what he what he's doing now? I mean, I don't know. Like it still I no, don't, not, I don't, I don't, not for me. Yeah, I don't think about it. I just think like, oh, that song kicks ass. That's great. <laughs> and I don't think, oh, I can't wait to buy his new record. No, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's oh. I, you know, I I. I I love it. I think it's awesome. I think that that's... Uh, and speaking of which, um, if you have not picked up a copy of June Gloom, and at this point we've played a lot on the show, so you really you really sh- should, uh, the Bandcamp's probably the best way to get it. And you can get a cassette of it, too, if that's your thing. Um, yep. So that's a... Z- that's a strange z- thing. Z- <laughs> it, it sure is. So that's zelebenmachinen.bandcamp.com. Uh, it's a really great record. I mean, I, I was... I think it's bizarre and awesome and interesting, and those well, are those are all good things to yeah, support. Those are three things that no, like, I, I even, appreciate that. Even one of those three things would make it worth a listen. But the fact that there's all three of them, I think, makes yeah. it unqualified. It's kind of funny because I, I saw that you played the man laughs. Yeah, and uh, that wasn't actually supposed to be a song that I expected Steve to sing on. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> well, I sent it to him, and I was. I was listening to uh, the, a lot of The Pigeon is the Most Popular Bird by Six Finger Satellite. Right. Great record. Fact, and, I... and every other song is like a weird musical random. It, it sounds like them trying to imitate Chrome, basically. And Yeah, absolutely. Because there's those that, weird that interstitial kind of songs. Theory. Yeah, like where there's the songs yeah. like in between where it's like uh, it's a song, but it doesn't sound like it was. You know, it's like the fidelity is like different and you're, it almost sounds like you're tuning in a radio or like a television between stations yeah. or something. Yeah, that was kind of my idea for that song. And then he sends me songs done and that was one of them. And I was like, oh, I guess it's a song now. <laughs> I just thought it was going to be like a weird interlude. But really? Oh, that, wow. Okay. That's one of the cool things about, you know, just sending sending it off and see what you get back. Yeah. Interesting, and and apparently one of the things you can get back also is cassettes, which is uh... <laughs> cassettes are cool. Ugh. No, <laughs> cassettes are not cool. Wow. I mean, I'm just trying to sell it here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go give you a sales set. Maybe going woof is <laughs> not the best way to move a unit, dude. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> like, I am out completely in outer space in this show right now. <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, wow. I mean, they're they're cute. They're cassettes. 
<laughs> you know, like you, you know Thurston, Thurston Moore likes him. Great. Thurston, <laughs> do you? I mean, uh, okay, he's he's he seems all right, I guess. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave the room again. Yeah, well, I'll go back and talk about Keith Levine. <laughs> uh, I think we're heading into, like, post-rock TMZ or something. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. It's, it's going in a very weird It's going in a very weird way, for sure. Uh, well, I, I love the record, and uh, you can also buy it digitally. You don't have to buy the cassette if you don't want to. Um, uh, you get, get that at the band camp. Is there a, any other places that folks should be going for for getting getting? Uh, I think, no, 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 I'm around. Whatever, Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> I was gonna all say, that fun stuff. You're, you're on all the normal <laughs> Instagram, Twitter, Face, if, Facebook. If all I that follow stuff. you, will you follow back? Yes. Yes. Okay. Good. That was a very definitive yes. That's good. Sure. Sure. I hate that response. I say it all the time, but it's really like, sure, you know, if that makes you happy, but I don't really want to, but you know, sure. Is that as good as saying, what about, oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good one, too. That That's is, that is, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh. Nice. <laughs> Rainbow. Oh, I got those shoes. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> it does happen. You know, people don't have to always be polite. <laughs> you should be sensitive to other people's feelings. I was, but you could be also direct. I just I said I would. I was definitely yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I like that. Because I already know that if you were with the dwarves and drinking tequila, you would definitely just say, I'm, I'm not into that. <laughs> that might happen. That may have happened. I, I, I expect the truth from you from we, now on. We will always. never confirm nor, nor deny. <laughs> oh, boy. And on that note, uh, hey, Josh, it's been great having you back, man. I'm glad we got to finish it up. Yes. Thank yeah. you for having me back. I, I appreciate the show and the time. You seem like a really, really cool dude. I'm sorry that I wasn't more active <laughs> in our conversation. I'm sorry. I'm having a really rough week. I, I really normally am more present, a little bit more present at least. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It's chill. Okay. It's cool. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> Shiner and chill, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, that could be the new t-shirt. I don't know. That that could be, yeah. <laughs> Somebody said it in the chat. Did we say that on the show? Somebody said it in the chat box. It's pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. Uh. Is is there like any like clearing, Josh Newton clearinghouse sweepstakes? Uh. I mean, I know Josh. There is a dot com, but it's not you. It's like some photographer dude. I know that. Oh yes, there is. Um. No. There's <laughs> all the all the normal. I, I had. Yeah, it's I had. The website, I don't. I'm lame. <laughs> you've, you've done lots of other things that, that are credible. It's, yeah, it sounds like you're, you're you're plenty busy for websites. Maybe maybe save the website for when uh, you know if the day comes where you have to go deliver some pizzas or something along those lines. You're pretty yeah, busy. Tell I'll then. update it while delivering. I can do pizza stories on it. Be great. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's, it, it's been great talking to you, man. Th- thanks for coming back on. Thank you for having me. All right. There he goes. Josh Newton. Let's hear uh, Premier Crew. This is uh, another song on the June Gloom record. And it goes a little something like...
Dios. Oh, how it could have been. Oh. 
that is Roomrunner. Roomrunner with Bait Car. That is off the Ideal Cities record, a.k.a. the green one. I like that one quite a bit. That was on, on my mind today because Patrick Walsh, <laughs> Patrick Walsh of Life from the Barrage, uh, apropos of nothing, just sends me a message out of the blue. In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll pull it up so I don't exactly um, paraphrase. But apropos of nothing, just it says to me, this is Pure Patrick Walsh, why didn't you tell me about this room, re- room Runner record, you hump? With, <laughs> and then there's a winking smiley face as well. And I think it was one of those things that, like, and, and I do this a lot. I'll just be like, hey, everybody in the world, check this out. And I'll, like, you know, throw, and then nothing. No comments, no likes. You know, if, if it's the... <laughs> if it's the thing where it shows you the impressions around people saw it's like two yeah. people saw this <laughs> because if it's something that's not in the zeitgeist you know if, if facebook we've, we've gone at nauseum about it you know yeah, uh, about why it does what it does i'm but considering i have posted about room runner before yeah and only people the only people that ever noticed anything was on twitter which also included the bass player who started listening to the show well, that's cool. Which is great. And I love that band. Yeah. And um, I'm sad they're not around anymore. But they're a hell, hell of a yeah. band, a uh, Baltimore band. Yeah, I like, I like them. Uh, anyway, you were, you were saying? Were you saying something? I was saying, saying that I've been considering uh, deleting my Facebook again. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Consider- I feel like I'm back to considering that weekly again. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's like the same shit, you know? It's, it's not any, it's not any different. And it's like, I feel as though we're also distracted by these things and it's not important, you know? It's, it's just, the internet is not a real, it's not reality. It does have a lot of useful things. Information can be useful, but. It can, yes. Uh, It just frequently is not. And like there are so many other things you can do with your time. Well, it's also especially when we're we're you know we're in primary season, which for me politics is like how sports are is for a lot of people. Like I follow it very closely, but also it means hey everybody, let's have really divisive conversations about things that really don't need to be divisive. But that's how how it works this time of year, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you can maybe do things like. Write like a three-paragraph, relatively well-written post about Bernie Sanders and why you admire him and like him and think he's a good candidate, and then it'll show up in people's trending topics about Hillary Clinton, specifically so that all the Hillary Clinton supporters can see it and come in and start arguments, which definitely happened this week, <laughs> theoretically. That's really weird. Which I'm like, really? Because that's not... And I wonder, I was like, why is everyone so like... So and I tell people, calm down, man. Calm down. Same side, dude. Yeah, and also like, how can people not see that it's obviously a logarithm or some sort of like control thing yeah. that presents information that need you know? It's just frustrating to me. Like I talk about, I but had several long conversations with my roommate recently about how I. You know, it's it's hard being a different sort of person sometimes, I guess, because for me, I'm I think it's really obvious certain things in the world that are not so obvious to other people. And, you know, it's I guess that's just the different, you know, I took the blue pill or whatever. Is that the Matrix? Is that, is that what that reference is? Mm-hmm. I never liked the Matrix that much. It was fine. 
Yeah, that's because you don't believe in like destiny or fate or any of that sort of <laughs> you're, stuff. You're, you're right. <laughs> I mean, conceptually, <laughs> that doesn't mean like, like I watch things that are not documentaries. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm, I'm familiar with fiction, and I, I can, I can hang with it. But it, actually, the, the first Matrix was fine. I, I, just, I don't know. I thought, I thought it was a little bit silly and reductive, and fortunately, it spawned about a million memes as well. But I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and it's sort of like the. It's an enlightenment parable. You know, would you rather know like the harsh truth or would you rather have the beautiful lie? I get it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and that's, you know, I mean, that's, that's kind of where we're at. I mean, maybe the, maybe the harsh truth is nobody cares. Oh, okay. Well, that's maybe that's fine. true. For them. It's but if loss. you do care, then like, what do you do? Well, that's, that's, that's the question, right? Like, what, what do you do? Like, why do you do what you do? You know, what do you hope to gain from it? Right. I, mean, I feel like that's what we're doing with the show, amongst many other things. Well, that's this time of year is important to think about those things, too, because it's like springtime and everyone's... Ash Wednesday was Wednesday. I was talking to someone about what that means, because I don't, I don't go to church that's regularly. That's a Catholic thing, right? It's a Catholic thing, and they were... Many people came into my work marked with uh, ashes, and someone explained to me that the mass... Uh, was about like the fact that you come from earth and eventually you will decompose into earth again. And right. so what do you want to do with your time here? And I was like, well, that's a really relevant, yeah, uh, <laughs> important concept. Absolutely. It's a good, good question. Good job. Uh, whoever presented that idea, but you know, that's the thing is like, we all question these sorts of things, no matter if you're going to question it at your institution that, <laughs> allows the appropriate uh, guidelines to question or mm-hmm. if you're going to do it on your own and post about it on Facebook. Like, <laughs> right. That's what everybody's which, doing. Which gives you the illusion of <laughs> doing something. Or it's, it's illusion, illusion of expression and the illusion of action. Because, I mean, well, if, is it really expression if nobody sees it? You know, if it, is it really expression if the people that need to see it ne- will never... I mean... If there is... Is there a pizza if there's no pizza delivery yeah, driver? Who's, who's delivering this pizza? There's no del- delivery driver to get it there. <laughs> does There's <this>, <laughs> a bunch of people texting emojis of pizzas at, pizzas at each other and... <laughs> does, is pizza even real? Yeah. You know, what are these things? <laughs> I like that we're, we're breaking down these uh, high-minded concepts of, and the pizza is this motif. Yep. I'm for it. I'm for it. Uh, well, well then. Mm, well then. When do you leave for Egypt again? It's pretty soon, right? March 10th March to 10th. the 29th. Okay. 19 days. And I have a layover in Amsterdam for 10 hours. So. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna attempt that's, to that's not. Miss, of, I'm uh, gonna attempt to not miss my flight. I was that's gonna say goal. that's plenty of time to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's my goal. Not missing any flights. And I mean, even if the dwarves aren't hanging out with you, I'm sure you can get <laughs> in trouble in Amsterdam. I'm thinking I might stick to the parks because I enjoy nature so much and mm. museums and whatnot. Uh, but yes, I will be on a boat um, going up the Nile because it flows north. Uh, this time in a month. That's wild. Yeah, that's it's impressive stuff. I'm determined to it's do. I have to do it. 
yeah, I'll probably I will probably come back a different person or at least changed in some way. I'm guessing. Hopefully the the pizza existentialism will continue on so we'll have a narrative thread to follow. Yeah, it probably will. <laughs> I should really like set up some sort of uh outlet for that like on my own radio show. <laughs> Maybe I should devote some time oh, yeah. to figuring out how to use a I damn re- computer to re- record stuff. Yeah, I remember. I remember uh, you you had a, you had a thing that you were going to premiere, and that was a thing that we talked about. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Hmm. I remember. I remember too. I have all the tools. Thank you, Conan. You're very welcome. Let's hear another uh, one of these uh, Zaleben Machinen songs. Let's hear uh, what have I, what haven't I played? Gosh, this is should have looked in the mirror. It goes a little something like this.
That's a shiner with surgery that is off of the excellent record, The Egg. And before that, uh, what do we have? We had Show Looked in the Mirror as the Leben Machinen, which of course is Mr. Josh Newton and Co. Period company. Our guest, our guest today uh, for the second part of, of his interview. Great guy. I like that guy. He's awesome. Yeah, he seems like a really awesome, cool guy. Yeah. I was, I was bummed that uh, he was in San Francisco for work, and I was working, and I was like, oh, I totally would have hung out I had known, but yeah, busy. I was busy. Yeah. People are busy. Whatever. Everyone, yeah. Everyone's busy, and we appreciate your time here at the one and the only... Conan Neutron's Protonic Reversal. That's right. That's Rebecca. That's terrifying. Thanks for joining us. Hey, show's over. How'd that happen? Show's over. Get out of here. Get off my lawn. Any random things you want to yell into the microphone? No. Never. No. Never again. Good Lord. Thanks for joining us. We do this show every Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Not only than uh, RadioNope.com. You can find the archives at RadioNeutron.com. There's a Facebook page. Um, We're not on Snapchat. Let's see. We're a couple episodes behind on the podcast, but all the archives are posted there. So we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Thanks for your patience. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you're the kind of person that uprates things, Stitcher and iTunes and stuff like that, that's how people find out about it. Blah, blah, blah. You get it. Thank you. Josh Newton. You can find out all about that awesome June Gloom record. At uh, 50,000 watts of zelebenmachinen.bandcamp.com. And uh, he's, on, he's on all those social medias as well. So uh, go, go get at him. He's a good dude. Good dude, good musician, funny guy. So, no show next week for live listeners. This microphone turns sound into electricity. We got some podcasts coming though. Listen to those. Anything else? Can you hear me now? No, not right now. <laughs> you sure? Out on Route 128. Yes. <laughs> All right. Dark and lonely. Thank you, everyone. Check you later. I got my Check radio on. Can you hear me now?
Welcome to my top 10. I'd like to thank our sponsor. But we haven't got a sponsor. Not if you were the last man on earth. She was prepared to prove it. This one goes out to a special girl. There is no special girl! It's the, it's the end of radio. The last announcer plays the last record. The last what? Leaves the transmitter. Circles the globe in search of a listener. Can you hear me now? broadcasting if there's no one there to receive it's the end of radio as we come to the close of our broadcast day
Illuminati. Oh, We're yeah. Going towards the Illuminati. We were uh, talking about aluminum guitars, I think, right? <laughs> and other things white people Some like. Some of us were, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I just, yeah. Someone's gonna... in a different show, apparently. Gonna... Oh, my God. I can't... I'm going to go uh, for a second. <laughs>